Okay, so I'm Tim McCaw and I'm with Sam Taylor and we're here to talk with Ant Blades who is uh, a director and animator, uh, comics artist as well, as well. Used to yeah, be. used to be, yeah. Uh, founder of Bird Box Animation and uh, the viral animation master, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I was, I, we, I didn't have very much time to prepare for this one actually, right. but um, it's, uh, I was going through your stuff online um, just before we came over, and uh, it's, it, I didn't find it, I remember looking for your work, I, I came across your work at university, I remember looking at it and thinking, um, like wondering a bit who Bird Box Studio was, there's a bit of a separation between you and Bird Box Studio, and I couldn't find all that much information about you. I was just yeah. wondering if you could tell us a bit about how you got started up. You were a civil engineer at some stage, weren't you? Yeah, so I did a, I did a degree in civil engineering, uh, but I think the whole time I kind of knew it wasn't really what I was going to do. Mm. And it was while I was at uni that uh, in the third year there was like a competition in the Express oh, about yeah. cartooning, to get a cartoon strip there in the, in the paper. And uh, I've been doing it for a I've been always kind of doing cartoons and stuff anyway, so I gave it a go and I won it. And that made me think, oh, okay, there's a, you know, this is a career, there's, you know, there's a career here. So after uni, uh, I just thought, right, I you know, keep going with the cartooning. And then I went straight to try and do the, it was at the time, it was a six month St. Martin's oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, animation course. And. Yeah, and then from there, just trying to get work. But I think straight after that, I don't. I did think I was a bit disillusioned with with the work I was getting and in animation. Yeah. Was you still doing the comic at that point? Yeah, so I was doing, still doing the comic anyway. Okay. What's the like, name of the comic? Weekly. It was called Bewley. So it ran for eight years. Really? Wow. And you, that was every week. It was every week. Right. Yeah, which isn't so bad, but it's still, you know, because it was always an extra on top of other work, so it was still. You know, trying to think of ideas kind of all week, and then yeah. spending you know a couple of days, a couple of evenings drawing it, and then a couple of mornings coloring it. Mm. Um, but what yeah, but when I was doing animation, I, th I think the first few jobs I had just weren't they weren't yeah. exciting, and I didn't really know where it was going to go. Or, mm. So I kind of ended up going into sort of online online media and design. Just felt like there was more of a job there. Mm. And so you stopped doing the comic in the express. No, the comics kept, or the comic always kind of kept going okay. until you know, only about four years ago, five years ago. Uh, but I just stopped kind of doing animating and ended up doing more online media, you know, uh, working for kind of creative companies. So that was, uh, you worked for Google or in the Google? Yeah, Google. so that ended up being kind of started with like a company called TZ and then we ended up working for Google and then kind of part of the YouTube team. Yeah. And uh, I think it was there that I kind of thought that. I think it was probably Simon's Cat that kind of spurred me on. Oh, really? I saw that okay. first one and thought, oh, mm. God, I do want to do that again. Mm. Oh, right. So you hadn't touched it in how long? Animation? Ages. I don't know how long. Really? Been, probably been about six years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, but I was still drawing a lot. Like all the work I was doing was creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was still, you know, doing storyboards and illustration, but it just wasn't animating. Right. And, uh, and I think I saw that and thought, and also working at YouTube, you kind of see what's popular. Yeah. And there was a lot, it seemed like there was a kind of gap that kind of, that was filled, but I think the Simon's character had filled it. 
this kind of short and funny and sweet. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of stuff like that out at the time. And this so. is only like four years ago that... Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Wow, it's so funny. funny to think... Yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's funny yeah. to think that... Um, I mean, I mean, suppose how long, how old is YouTube? Is it much older than that? It's, it's no, it's is fairly it? young actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not old at all. Yeah. And, uh, and like when we were, when I was working there, it was a bit of a, you know, it wasn't really making money. It wasn't making money. Right. Know, Google had bought it, and they were trying to you know, find out how to make money from it. Had they, at that point, had they introduced advertising in the videos? There was, but it was just like they were all simple ones. They just had the ones next to it. Oh yeah. yeah. And you know, now, now it's almost. I'm sure people think it's too much, but you know, it's the only way they can get money back is by, yeah. you know, having the, the ones that go on beforehand and the ones that come on top and the ones you, you have to skip past and stuff. Do you have advertising on your videos? Yeah. So you kind of choose when you're putting videos mm. up there, you choose what ads you want on. Okay. Uh, so you could put the whole, you know, all the whole load on, mm. but you know, some people I don't think would click through. So if it's like a minute animation, mm. I think some people wouldn't want to wait for you know, a 30 second ad. So how do you decide which ones get advertised and which ones don't? It depends how long it is. So I think if it's a short one, okay. like the Hedgehogs one, there's lots of little short clips. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. want people to have to wait every time. Oh, right. So I think I only did the pop-up ones on that. And even those are actually a bit annoying. So I should probably get rid of those. But that was uh, the, the Hedgehogs at Christmas. It was yeah, kind of... Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that and just being like blown away because it was like your stuff, your shorts are like really funny anyway but uh, then you kind of introduce this interactivity to how you decide what you're going to watch and that was kind of fairly new I hadn't really seen much of that kind of thing yeah I didn't think there was much of it done really but where did you get your kind of idea to start introducing that I, was, I think I was still working easy when I was kind of playing oh, really? with those kind of, they called animations I was kind of playing around with them and trying to work out ideas that might be fun to, to play with it right um, what did you do at YouTube exactly? What was your job title? So we were coming up with creative, either like a creative lead or something, I don't know. So YouTube were actually generating their own content then? No, no, it was all creative stuff around, it was all the ads and stuff. So you were kind of coming up with ideas uh, that possible advertisers could be using mm -hmm. uh, and ways to, you know, there were lots of brand channels that you were kind of making and uh, sometimes on the homepage there were fancy ads and we were trying to come up with new ways. To, we were trying to come up with ideas of content as well. Um, so what kind of stuff um, did you produce anything that you were particularly proud of while you was at YouTube because there was some kind of I remember seeing some stuff uh, at one point there was loads of ads I remember there was one for uh, Expendables where like Stallone would punch the side of the yeah, thing yeah, it was that kind of stuff yeah. um, were you responsible for any of that? well that was the problem the thing was that you know we had a whole team a really good team of creative people really yeah. talented people and we'd come up with these amazing, like, what we thought were amazing ideas. Yeah. But then those ideas were only to sell the space. And then the, the agency, they'd then take it to their agency. Mm. And the agency would make their own thing. Right, okay. So our ideas were seldom kind of actually really used. They were kind of... They were like the skeleton for something. It was kind of, this is what you could do. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, and every now and then they'd be used, but mostly it was other people. Is Google in, uh, or YouTube an exciting place to work? Because you always hear about Google as being a pretty... Yeah. Yeah. It was great group, exciting. amazing, yeah. uh, all the stuff you hear is actually kind of true. Yeah. But the, obviously the works, it was a bit, for me, it was a bit dry. Right, yeah. Because there was other stuff I wanted to do. Right. But, um, 
But yeah, it's a place to work. Yeah, Did, they really Would you like bounce around space hoppers? <laughs> yeah, it's not like on scooters. Try not to be that crazy. People at Pixar are kind of looking over it, like on their scooters, looking over the Google team, being like, oh, I'm jealous. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've heard that all that stuff, like, uh, it's all there, but everybody's so busy they don't have time to to use any of it. Or maybe that's just the headquarters. But like all the fr- food is free and all that kind of thing. The right? food's amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I met someone who, who worked there and they were like, mm. you know, what, at least once a week you get like fresh fish and stuff like that. And there's oh, like, it's like yeah, every yeah. day. Like every, yeah. when you went when there for breakfast, they had absolutely everything you could want mm. for you know like every single pastry, every single kind of cooked breakfasty thing you'd like and. Mm. There was, you know, someone making omelets for you, whatever omelet you wanted. And it was amazing. The kind of place that you know you, you think, oh, I think I'm moving on, but then you're like, oh no, actually, they yeah. must stick around for some good omelet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is nice. Man, those incentives are so important at companies. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. And you could probably get away with like not yeah. paying quite as much. Yeah. I'm not saying you do, but you probably get away with not and just saying, like, here's a, here's free food, and it would work. I think definitely, like, there's a certain type of creative person that. The thing that drives them isn't the, or the incentive isn't the money necessarily. You know, obviously that's still a that's still a factor. But you know, just having a, a good atmosphere to work in. Mm. Does is it like it seems like this is kind of a, or the founders at least are quite idealistic or utopian. Does that run the whole way down? Yeah, well, they real try and they kind of drum that in. Yeah. that you know that whole idea, and it, and again, it kind of works. Everyone does kind yeah. of love the company, and because mm. it is kind of really ingrained in you that how you know how great they are and how lovely they are uh yeah you kind of get a bit tied to it yeah it's only when you kind of leave you're like oh, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't as amazing as i thought it yeah was. it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing like i don't know it's a pretty amazing thing to have happened in our lifetimes it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so all-encompassing and it's so kind of ambitious but then you kind of um i think you're kind of Creative though there is, you have a certain amount that you kind of want to get out. Yeah, right. and I wasn't quite getting enough out. So, so was you making started to make the shorts while you were still there? Yeah, there was a short film. Uh, it was a comedy night called Popcorn. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and they were showing lots of anything really, anything funny. Mm. And I started kind of trying to make these little shorts. Yeah, while I was there mm. for these comedy nights, and and it was only it was kind of getting a reaction there that made me think, oh these. Is going down quite well. Yeah. Um, and which were the, which ones went to that then? So the first, the very first one I did was the guard one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which is really simple. And that was like yeah. a real basic kind of. Oh, let's have a bit of a play. Mm. And that went down really well. And then it was like the birds on the windowsill, and then it was yeah. the playground one. And, and they all seemed to be getting really well. And and then I just get, started getting loads of good feedback. And, uh, and then when yeah, proper kind of commercial and advertisers were getting interested then it thought okay this is and was you putting them up online when you were screening them as well I think yeah I think after a while I probably was yeah um, and then I think it was the playground one that really took off yeah I think that was the first one I saw and I remember I was making um, I was making a short film with um, my directing partner Wes and we was trying to be really ambitious with our design and the look of it and that. And then we saw that your film and was like, and you, you were just sort of trying to get the story and the joke across and it was very simple. And, um, and I was like, oh, 
damn it <laughs> like we've made a mistake we should have been caring yeah, more yeah, about yeah, the content and um, it was a real kind of eye opener that we'd already we were already halfway through it so we couldn't change anything <laughs> but uh, yeah I remember seeing that and being like really really blown away but it, it's interesting that you was at uh, YouTube and you saw there was a um, a kind of a gap to to put um, animated films up like you know Simon's Cap was getting success and you thought oh there's room in here for me but then the thing that was the thing that motivated you to start making it the comedy night yeah I think it was the comedy night but it was it was just um, yeah I think the gap was that there was that the really you know really good animators and uh, you know amazing students and stuff were making brilliant films for for festivals and things like that mm. making their own personal projects were beautiful and they're you know put online and they're about you know, 20 minutes long and they're brilliant but mm. nobody's really watching them because yeah, yeah. you know online you know, people have about 15 seconds before they, they move on anyway right is that something you realised working in YouTube yes yeah, so I think it was there I was kind of always kind of part of the job actually was to kind of be up to date with all everything that was coming out because you had to be aware of all the new trends and you know what the next big thing was and what you could do next and um and yeah, because I obviously I loved animation, I just realised that a lot of that stuff wasn't really getting noticed. Yeah. And there was a lot of kind of real cheapy, successful, like some of it really funny animation that was mm. done really kind of simply. Mm. Trying to think of some examples. Yeah, I remember like even before, way before YouTube, when I was at secondary school, I remember there was these like videos of like stick figures fighting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. just were like, I mean, they went viral before yeah. there was even the term viral, you know, or, or yeah. a platform. Yeah. I remember like downloading them and stuff like that, um, mm. and it, yeah, it seems there's lots of really basic stuff like that that people kind of really enjoyed. Yeah, and and I think slightly pre YouTube was things like you know, was it Weeble and stuff and Badger oh, yeah. Badger and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. It was all quite it was funny, but and uh, do you ever see Charlie the Unicorn as well? No, which is really odd. So lots of odd kind of simple stuff that mm. was doing really well, but it wasn't like a middle. No one seemed to be trying to do kind of nice animation, but for like a. Yeah, 30 I th seconds I think that um, like knowing that about you that you worked at YouTube and you did a, uh, a weekly uh, cartoon strip you like your work immediately makes sense because it's yeah. these very well conceived ideas that are kind of have a have a gag in them whose phone's that? Uh, it's yours how is it? it? <laughs> I don't know but but it's something, something that's really well conceived and has a gag in it, um, but uh, is also quite internet savvy and is is sort of the perfect length for for the internet. And uh, uh, yeah, I think I think that the I think it's like perfect box. training for what you're you ended up doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fusion yeah, it was, of those two things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I I became aware that yeah you had to hook people right from the very mm. you know, from the very get go. You had to try and get people interested, intrigued as to what was going to happen. Mm. How um, many panels was your comic strip? It was just like it was mostly four. But you know, you right. could play around with it. But right. you know, four or three work best. And do you, did you did you read a lot of those strips in newspapers? Yes, yeah, so I used to. Really? Used to you know, when I was into it, I, yeah. was, I loved all that. And I was what reading your all favorite strips, and I was. I'd love to say it was something a bit more obscure. But it was Calvin and Hobbes was just yeah, yeah, it was always right. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was probably actually slightly embarrassing. I'm sure if you look at some of the strips and designs, it's probably really blatant. <laughs> I know, Calvin and Hobbes still stands up. 
Yeah, no, it does. I'm just saying you, you can probably see some of like the influences. Oh, right, right, right. Really obviously, and okay. like especially okay. the early ones. I probably think there's no shame in that, man. I think, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think it takes a while to that, kind yeah. of get rid of your influences and yeah, actually yeah. Be, be starting to do your own thing. Yeah, it's funny. I never really, um, I never really understood those cartoons in newspapers. I always felt like because I like drawing, and I used to read newspapers, um, uh, that I would get those things and I'd be into them but um, I, like, I'd always like just look really kind of confused I, I get really confused every time I look at those things in papers like so so often they just weren't funny and I think it was because yeah. people were putting stuff out every day and, and a um, lot of them aren't funny though that's the problem yeah there's, there's a thing in uh, I think it was like the day to day or brass eye or something and they did they had like a literal mime or a physical mime uh, and one of the guys would like he'd be like acting out a a, a cartoon out of a comic strip in a newspaper uh, and it was just really unfunny and I was like yeah I'm so glad that somebody else gets that as well like what the hell you know it's especially political cartoons where it's like someone's pulling down Gordon Brown's pants or yeah, something yeah, yeah. And it never makes like, any sense to me what the but... heck is like or they, you know they've got their like punch stuff like yeah. I, I never got it like at, and you know, it's supposed, you know it's supposed to be quite clever yeah and you know it's supposed to be quite like topical and you should probably yeah find it funny but you just yeah. don't yeah. yeah yeah but um I think there are very few that, that manage to keep it going yeah they, yeah I'm sure it's just that I'm not kind of sure of it I think that's what it comes down to as you say there's stuff it's, out it's there funny though that now that I don't do the strip that I do actually read them less so clearly I was even though I thought I, I, I loved them I was obviously only reading a lot of them because right you were doing I, you know, I was probably like, you know, like studying them or just yeah. trying to get Actually, I read one in The Independent this morning. I, I just looked at a political cartoon in The Independent this morning and I thought it looked so old-fashioned. I was like, this kind of this is the kind of thing that only existed just because people didn't have a choice. <laughs> or maybe it's just, I don't know, sense of humour definitely changes over time. I yeah. mean, like, I watch, you know, s- certain sort of Charlie Chaplin or um, uh, uh, Jack Tatty films now and I can appreciate them for being very clever but it doesn't make me laugh out loud yeah, in the same way that I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean there's certain stuff like, I think Buster Keaton particularly like makes me crack up sometimes from time to time but um, but uh, I think no do you know what Chaplin like I got into a whole yeah, I've never really watched it but a couple of years ago I like, thought I've got to really get into it and just because it's kind of oh you know it's the it's the big animation reference for yeah. performance and that but I was cracking up, man. Really? Like, the oh, circus, maybe, maybe, like, I mean, really, like... Revisit it. I think he's really funny. But I know exactly what you're talking about. But I think about, it's, it's a kind of thing where it's not... Um, or maybe Jack Tatty's a better reference. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the thing that makes me belly laugh. And your films are yeah. some of the only things that I consistently show to people and they make them laugh out loud. Yeah. And I think that also must... It's also really interesting that I think your work is probably a product of... Uh, what you were saying about showing it at this popcorn comedy event mm, yeah. and, and seeing people's reactions and seeing what works mm. and, uh, and the misdirection of it and the kind yeah. of I think that, that that's another thing I really like about it is they, they exist individually um, but they also exist as a series and I'm sure people see one of them and then they'll go through the rest mm. and you obviously develop expectations after you've seen three of them um, but you like there's one the olive one yeah. where there's a fan spinning above his head <laughs> I want to say spoiler alert. But, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah no. But uh, but yeah, I was kind of expecting the fan to to be yeah. the to to be the, to be. the the point of the gag. But yeah, yeah. It was you know because you, there's there's certain things in the in 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 any animated scene that are moving and certain things which are not, and you yeah. kind of expect that 
the thing that's moving is going to be part of the gag. You know, it's well, the I gun did on the kind shell. I feel at some point that I was. Uh, I'm not. It's not like I'm consciously trying to avoid it now, but I was aware that it was going down. There was definitely a pattern to what, what was happening. Mm, right. You know, it was building towards one expectation and then quickly going in another way. Right. And was and that the, a, a formula you was aware of when? No, no, it wasn't. I was just suddenly aware. That oh, after, right. After okay. quite a few of them. Oh, this is right. this is kind of what's happening in every single one. Uh, I'm not saying it was bad, but I, I start to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't. You know, maybe but I should it's, be trying to It's so else. funny because I've I've like st- like studied your stuff and been like, okay, so it seems to be that like there's you're led one way and then. Um, and then the, the gag is something else because like the fan thing if you take I think if you take that fan out of it it, it might not be funny you know it might just be you know, yeah, I don't like, think it would yeah because yeah, you're not it's it's because you think you know what's going to happen mm. and then the one that completely threw out that theory for me was uh, the crabs one because you're not setting up anything yeah. like there, there's no yeah. you're not leading any direction at all and then I was like, oh, okay, so this guy's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm yeah, looking yeah, for this, like, no, this no algorithm it, <laughs> of, like, comedy. I think it has to be, this isn't, this is obviously intriguing everything, but for most of mine, it has to be unexpected. As soon as oh. people can guess what's going to happen. Yeah. And there's been a few of them that, you know, I've shown to people and they're like, oh, I know, I know what's going to happen. Uh... And it's, it's really kind of heartbreaking. I think that... Do, te- do you test them out on people before you put them up online? Um... Yeah, no, I do. I kind of test yeah. them out on a few reliable people. Okay. You know, not people like okay. your yeah. mum who's always going to say, oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. it has to be Did like, you do all of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've just got like, what, a handful of people, three people or something? Yeah, it's like kind of a handful of people I know are going to be honest about it and give me, like... Yeah, you respect their opinions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to, obviously, they, this is, yeah, you do respect their opinion, but then sometimes they're like, oh, I don't think it works. And you are like, no, it but you, works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're saying you were unsure a, about um, the, the your most one of your most recent ones with the, the guy with the shopping. Yeah, that took ages to kind of. Yeah, but I like when when I saw it, and and when since it's been online and that like I think pretty much like a lot of people say that that's like one of the funniest ones, and it was yeah I, talking I, I, to I, you, you were saying that. it was like you it was the one you was really unsure about, and I think it was just taking too long. Uh, I'm sure this is a common problem, but from the point that, it, that I came up with the idea mm. and drew the, the animatic that mm. you know, I thought was funny, I then spent so long tweaking it and yeah. timing it and stuff that a lot of the elements, I felt like I was missing some elements and I did kind of lose some of the timing and, right. and then I showed it to some people and they weren't understanding that it wasn't his car or mm. that he was getting the wrong car and there was lots of confusion as to why he was mm. starting it and lots of people were questioning how, why it worked. And, right. And then I was just playing around with timing more and more and more, and I, I was kind of getting in that kind of circle of mm. the kind of thing that I should have probably you know, stepped away from for mm. like a month and then come back and straight away you can kind of realise, oh, that's, that's what's my signal. And was, did you, based on that feedback, did you... Yes, well, I did change stuff. I had to make, make stuff more obvious. Okay. Bring so it was helpful? It was, it was helpful, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, because I wasn't... I'd, somewhere along the way I'd kind of got the timing wrong and, and I'd hidden some things right. and, uh, you know I tried to make him hurriedly get in his car but because I was doing that you weren't noticing other bits of the gag right right so yeah it was one that was the one I think that really kind of got to me I just got a bit too kind of right. stuck on it and um, 
looking back, it's, it's, it's infuriating, but, you know, there were days where I'd just spend, like, tweaking a few frames. Yeah. Like, literally two or three frames here really? and there. I think Tom Drew, who's worked on the sound for that, must have just been infuriating, because I said, this is the final one. <laughs> no, this is the final one. This is the final one, and that happened about 20 times. Really? And he must have just been thinking, they, they're all the same. <laughs> but I it's just... Say, I really like the sound in your... Uh... Yes, it's all, been, it's all been Tom Drew. Tom Drew. Tom Drew. They're really yeah. good, really nice. Fantastic. Done. They're uh, do, you, do you know? Who? I feel like maybe I do. So I think he. I I got to know him from. He worked at the NF. He studied right. at NFTS. And oh yeah, film. you worked on a film, Badger or something. Was that right? Yeah, so that was way yeah, way, yeah. way at the beginning. And yeah, I remember uh, like trying to find your work because like yeah, like what Sam was talking about earlier. There's Bird Box, and then maybe people because I I remember when I was working with you. I say, oh, I'm working with this guy at Blades, and they'd be like, "Who?" And I'd be like, "Oh, he does Bird Box." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I love Bird Box!" And it's there's kind of like a, a little bit of a separation. And I remember like looking, finding what your name was, and then googling it, and then seeing that you worked on. And didn't that win an Oscar or was nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, it was or something? Oscar nominated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, a girl called Sharon Coleman did it, and uh, yeah, it was you know really kind of nice old style, wasn't it? it did, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and the Oscars kind of. Do you, it must have won quite a lot, a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Do you? Uh, submit your films to film festivals I have been yeah but yeah. Um, probably not as much as I should have been it's a lot uh, of work it just yeah it's, it's actually it's money. quite time consuming trying yeah. to get them yeah, out yeah. and, and uh, but I'm making an effort to try and get them out yeah. um, but I mean I, th- I think while, while they do get accepted you know they are incredibly short so I don't think they're yeah. I don't think they'll ever do amazingly because they're more of filler than a mm. than a proper film. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, that's funny. I like. I feel like the function of film festivals, to a large extent, is to get people to sit down for an extended period of time and consume something. Yeah, it's the opposite of the internet. In a yeah, way. yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, turn the lights off and lock the door. And yeah, like you, you know. You yeah, yeah, you really get into it. Yeah, yeah you you fall asleep. In a cinema, you yeah. you don't want to go to the toilet, but in on the internet, you're just like totally just walk up and make a sandwich and then come back like yeah, during something yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you know, on the internet if there's a if it starts with like a long shot and there's a, a leaf blowing on a tree you've yeah. already moved on yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah in the festivals and stuff yeah you really want to sit and enjoy yeah. it and take it yeah, in yeah 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 it's a, it is um, I think that there's a pretty there's a pretty high bar for like um, or I don't know maybe I'm, I'm saying it wrongly but I think that there's yeah, people's attention spans disappear very quickly. Mm. Um, yeah. I think if there's a period where where there's nothing going on for a little while, then mm. immediately people turn off. So, you know, you've got to. And I think that that's I think that's probably bad to an extent. You know, it makes films have to be so kind of snappy and grabbing people's attentions mm. all the time. I think yeah, I'm really glad there's still a space. I'm glad there's still a space for people to kind of give stuff a chance. You know, and mm. I think film festivals serve yeah, that yeah. purpose. That's that's. Do you oh, think nice. about the, the time constraint when you're making a project, uh, a short film? Yeah, no, I think I, I do. So there, there was the latest one, was it? There was a Christmas one. Yeah, yeah, like, I really like that. And and it wasn't like, you know, all the others are quite single shots, you know exactly what's going to mm. happen. And it was more of a story, and I was very aware that uh, it had to keep going. You know, it had mm. to keep kind of rolling along, and, and every mm. shot had to be pretty snappy. and. Mm. I didn't want people to have to hang around to try and get the point of it. Yeah. Um, so I was, yeah, I was kind of conscious that I didn't want. It was, you know, it was for the net. It, it wasn't yeah. like something that people were going to sit down and 
festival and watching, so I had to try and keep people interested. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I did with that, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't really gone longer than a minute. So. Right. How long yeah. do they take to make? I guess they're it's, all they're it's all so very. Yeah, but you have gone longer than that. You've done stuff that's, or maybe that's with titles as well. There's like two minutes. But a, a, a minute is like yeah. I think for you like a yeah. I think there is maybe one or two. Well, there the one with the dog in the pub is a bit longer, no? Yeah, it's too long, isn't it? Sorry, no, that goes on no way! No, no, no. Not dog, man. <laughs> Do you think that drags? That's one of the best oh, ones, for sure, God. for sure. I wish they'd I come those, on. No, man, I love those I love those bits where you're just watching the performance and like when that stick pumps up over the counter and it's yeah, kind of like, I love that just movie. the way it moves is so um, funny, man. Or maybe it's just one where you're kind of, you know it. I yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. Really I think it how long do they take? It's hard to tell because they're always done. You know, I never sit down and, between and get on there. They're always there's always projects going on, and then I just kind of sit down right. and get on with in between. Uh, so do you work so late really nights? Find it stuff? hard to kind of yeah. So it's just any time, any downtime. Right. You know, if you're waiting for feedback, then try and get an, an afternoon in or something. Um, but I'm definitely going to try and get more out, and you know, this year try and get more other people to get involved as well, and. and mm-hmm. uh, I, really like this year for if possible try and get at the end it's probably going to happen straight away but try and get one a month to start coming out really uh, but not just by me because there's quite a few ideas that I've got that just you know, they're yeah. sitting there mm. uh, so I should you know try and get other people involved and I think that's what Simon Tofield does now he just sits and uh, he sort of is the, he comes up with the ideas and um, yeah, he just has a team animating them and mm. that but um, yeah it's it's very different, like you know, like uh, he's he's a good animator, um, but I think you know I actually think you're like a particularly good animator in your timing and with details in it, and um, I wonder if it's kind of difficult, difficult. to pass it off to other yeah. people. Um, I know what you mean, but I think some of the I ideas. I feel like you'd almost just awesome. need like one other guy who knew work was you know you knew their work inside out, and you were like this mm. guy's perfect for it. It's almost like auditioning for a part. Well, I think they would vary more. Like I'm thinking, they would. Okay. okay. They, they are going to be more varied. The the only kind of proviso would be that they'd be short and funny. Right. Okay. Um, and funny being the main thing. I'm like really and trying to make sure that it's. Have you got people kind of in mind to? I'm just kind of at the moment. I'm just, there's a few people that I've already contacted. Kind of, you right. know, since last year, and just haven't actually got back to them. I've got around to it, but right. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to happen, and, and just experiment more styles and. Because uh, they've all been, you know, slightly different. Mm. And at the moment, I'm trying not to go back over uh, old styles or old themes as well. So mm. trying to keep them all slightly different. It is amazing how like you've managed to keep up. Um, you know, because there's certain kind of web series that like there was one, uh, Dick Figures. Yeah. And the first couple of those just cracked me up, and then they just kind of go. Mm. And I still like that though. I still think yeah. they're really good. They are. Yeah. They are good. I maybe I'm a bit, being a bit harsh, but I think um, uh, I do think that the quality of your stuff has been pretty consistent. Yeah. Like, if not, they get better sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think it's an unusual thing, um, and I, and I wonder if that's just because they have been quite spaced out, like between. It, well, I think it's probably yeah, because you can kind of pick you're not churning them out. You don't have you? to. You don't have to come out with the next idea. You can go, oh, that's not quite working. Mm. Uh, and then just, you know, go with one that is working. Because, mm. yeah, like I said, there's quite a few that I kind of end up you know, doing the animatic for and it's just not 
quite clicking or the ending doesn't really work or there's nothing there and uh, and yeah there's no pressure to actually just put them out yeah Yeah. I I wanted to ask you about how you uh, what your process is do you you do animatics right so yeah so I generally got a sketchbook and I'm just trying to and this is probably helped from the by the cartooning as well, just like sketching lots of different ideas and really roughly. So you keep a sketchbook just that you sketch in on the tube and yeah, stuff like that. But I don't, I don't use it as much as I should be. Right. I like I, I probably have to that. sit down and force myself to. Mm. Um, and it's something I haven't done you know, since having kids and stuff. I haven't sure had the time as much as I used to. Because you had a we had a son this year. Right, right. So well, little girl this year oh, was son a couple of years ago oh right excuse so me so that has kind of um, I'm trying to think of the right word to say yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has changed things yeah right. yeah, yeah for sure so before that though there was you know you had lots of there was lots of kind of downtime where you could sit and let your mind wander and sure yeah. uh, and a lot of that time has been cut out now. so it was either working or yeah, yeah. Uh, or family so it's quite hard to find that kind of yeah. nothing time where you can actually come up with stuff yeah, I th- yeah, I, I I think that that's a really difficult thing to be able to plan for, like letting your mind wander. Yeah, I find the only time I ever get to let my mind wander is on the uh, cycle in to work uh, because I can't listen to headphones, I can't do anything else, and I was going to say, well, you shouldn't you can't, be wandering. You can't, you can't look at your phone either. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a really bad thing. Because the phone is the worst bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I find yeah. even when I'm like uh, you know on the train or something, I'm thinking, right, I've got like forty minutes. I can really. Think about, oh, let's just check to it. Okay, yeah, check to it. And then I'll just keep going back to it you know, every yeah. other minute. And it's you find yourself just like flicking through the different, like not even looking at anything, just the, just the yeah. process of flicking through to the next page. It can't be healthy though. Like, no, you, you, you need to have no. downtime. But it's, maybe not when you're cycling though, because that's a really thing. No, you I, I have actually thought about that just <laughs> recently really a little like, bit, yeah. But you, no, just, you just stay at the lights for about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, there's been a few times where I've had to pull over, uh, get off my bike and write down an idea that I've oh, had like no. on the way. I hope no one was watching. It's like late for work <laughs> and you have to like take your gloves off, like find your sketchbook out of your bag but, and stuff. But do you, do you actually, do the, is that how ideas come to you that you have to designate time or like, cause that's one thing I was wanted to ask you. I know it's such a cliche question, but like where do your ideas come from? But do you, um will you see something funny and be like oh that could be a good short or do you actually go okay I'm going to go and sit down and think about an idea and then just I think they've all been like sat down and properly really it's all been grind um, there was so how what are you I was listening to I think it was a podcast with um, the, the, the cartoonist actually this is one cartoonist who is always really good but uh, for the Guardian what's his name oh We'll come to me later. Yeah, he's really good, and it, I was listening to a podcast with him, and he was saying that. But this is like third-hand information mm. he had heard somewhere, that it was, and I thought it was brilliant. This is exactly what it's like. It's like you're you're driving down a track, mm. and then you'll you'll get a certain distance, and then you realize it's not going anywhere, and you have to back up, back up, and then yeah. try another track, and then back up, back up. Mm. And it's it's all like, I don't think any of them just came. They've all been like, right. okay, think about it. That's not working. That's not working, and it. So it can be frustrating. And how far do you get with them? Do you yeah. draw, start drawing? Do you start writing before you give it up? Or? So some of them just seem like um, some of them from like from the the moment I'm sketching them, I'll take it a certain distance. And think the whole thing hasn't really got legs. Some of them feel like a really nice concept, 
and then I'll end up doing the animatic for that and take it quite far the animatic hoping that while I'm going along it will kind of present itself and I can work around it and um, a f- kind of an ending will come right okay but because I think the guard one the first one was, mm. I think I was just playing and it just kind of yeah. all came together at the end so I do keep playing with stuff uh, but unfortunately I now have about four or five really nice concepts that just don't quite end right which is really frustrating because I think I think they're good but but, you will, just, end, but so. you will just kind of work on them until you think that either I've got to drop that or you find an ending yeah so these ones will probably just sit there for ages because at the moment right. there's no ending right uh, and yeah and I'll just try and come up with other ones that's really interesting because I uh, I've never thought about approaching an idea like that at all uh, it's just so much of it that comes out of, of doing it yeah yeah and especially when you're kind of flash is so easy to to do a quick animatic with mm. stuff moving it's so easy to get the timing down and that's, you that's can what really you quickly working. like if you've got a nice idea you can really quickly get a story down in like a morning while it's really fresh and, mm. and then or maybe it doesn't go anywhere but while you're doing it you might think oh this is oh right now he's here and he's got mm. that cup in his hand oh that would be brilliant if, uh-huh. which wouldn't have been something you'd have done if you were sketching it because you wouldn't have bothered sketching yeah. that part of it or, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I find like you I, I feel like your ideas would be a lot of them would be difficult to pitch um, like I, I imagine trying to describe say like pub dog it's like there's a dog in a pub and he wants someone's pint and it's like it sounds rubbish like when you say <laughs> it and then you watch it and it's the most hilarious thing it's all in a lot of it is in the execution I think and a lot of it must come from from doing it and must come along the way surely yeah I think you're trying trying to give as much yeah there's set well I think that's one of those where you, you look at see a scenario and you see that kind of pub dog one is you, you know you see the bar and you can see the two characters and the dog and you just think this is a really nice scenario because mm-hmm. you can only see you know the head of the dog and um, it's just quite a nice way of trying to tell some kind of story yeah mm. so I forget what the question was Oh, but I was just saying that. It, it, as it, I was just saying that your your kind of work, I imagine, would be difficult to pitch, and I think it's quite suited to work. Yes, no, yeah, yeah, probably. I, would, yeah. I think it would be difficult to. I, I I can't imagine how you would outsource those kind of. Yeah, things even as a storyboard, it probably look quite. Be, probably yeah. look dull as a storyboard. When does it come together? When do you know that it's going to be funny? It is the animatic. Like if the animatic okay. isn't working. And how many drawings per second do you have in the animatic? Just whatever needed to tell the story. So it's only just all the main actions and. So sort of, uh, you know, d- it, depending on what you know, what he's saying, you know, it's just all the major points. But it is you, know, you can be so quick flash, and you can yeah. keep it really rough and still get the idea across. Sure. So I mean, because there's people who, because a lot of your stuff is done in one shot. Yeah. You're you're not um, doing a new uh, storyboard panel for every shot, obviously. So I mean, yeah. is there kind of? Yeah, so that helps. Is it is it like one drawing every second, or is it kind of it's completely dependent? It's completely, it's completely different. Okay. So it's just I'd love all, to see it's what it's all in the actions. So it's all. Um, I'll show you some later. Yeah. So Why you don't you put Maybe we can get the Maybe we can get an ending for them. Yeah, there's some. Yeah. There are some. Uh, you, they're kind of. I remember like seeing one sort of the job we worked with you on, and it was like uh, they're nearly they're nearly keyed out. Like I remember um, thinking that they're. Uh, I mean, I like it was kind of like a you know, different kind of job or whatever, but um, maybe with your shorts it's different, but I can imagine, I remember seeing that animatic and imagining that when you do your animatics, they're kind of almost like, you know, 
kind of key in stuff like if I don't think they're, they're not I don't think they're not normally that detailed because right. the idea is normally uh, I'm hoping that whatever gag there is at the end mm. isn't going to be as reliant on the animation yeah yeah, yeah. so obviously it's nice to have a nice yeah, animation yeah. That people mm. are going to enjoy watching right. but I'm hoping that the gag that's there isn't going to be reliant on it right right right, right. Um, so I mean most of them some wouldn't have worked like the playground one that kind of had to be fully animated for you yeah. to really enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, the Wildebeest one, uh, the animatic that is really simple, obviously, because mm. there's not a lot that happens in it. The Snowman one, you know, I could throw that to friends quite quickly because, so the recent Christmas one, sorry, because, you know, the gag at the end is, mm. it's all about that gag at the end, so the yeah. stuff at the beginning can be fairly rough and yeah, you just yeah. get a vague idea of what's going on. Um, and they are all pretty much reliant on this one single gag at the end, so as long yeah. as I've got just enough to people you know, whoever I'm testing on an idea right okay then that gives me the encouragement right let's, let's go this is a good this is good right. to go and if and when you were watching them uh, in a room full of people uh, at this comedy thing you were talking about did the laughter all come at the end after the gag or was it just like a, a, a I was amazed of... how much like in a, in a kind of that kind of atmosphere people laugh at anything which is, which is great but I, people are really encouraging I, they're really kind of yeah because that's the thing I think about your stuff is like I'm, I'm laughing the whole way through it's, it's not the gag necessarily at the end that gets me the most it's like quite a lot of the stuff it's just the nuances of their actions the characters mm. movements the bits of performance that make me it always kind of surprises up. me I'm always a bit honest. yeah no I, I, no, I think that's true. definitely true um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about is um, so like since doing your kind of online shorts and and starting your company you you work commercially as well so you direct projects as well and um it, it like i remember seeing the free olive uh vodka um like adverts or they're kind of like your short films and i was thinking like there's no way an advertising creative has come to you with this idea already and you've just executed it like do you get often approached to come up with the creative for it as well yeah so in that instance I think they were hoping that that I'd be providing the kind of creative you know the ideas yeah. as well yeah uh, so they had like a big selection of ideas and and that they were kind of looking for more that could be just yeah they wanted funny so they were kind of yeah. seeing if there was any ideas that I could kind of provide as well mm. um, so yeah so that was quite an early one and I mean, some of their ideas, I think the first one was like a Cowboys one that was, you know, was completely nice. their idea. Oh, really? Their yeah, whole script? So, yeah, which is, it was nice. It was quite, yeah, yeah. you know, quite a good idea and mm. quite a nice kind of punchy ending as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite punchy. I think a couple of Cowboys getting shot is probably a bit hard. Yeah, no, I, 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 I really like that one. I really like the, um, the mobsters as well. Yeah, so that was, yeah, yeah. so those ones that they were hoping they, I think they had the Cowboys one they, they wanted more ideas for the rest okay so they gave you like a scenario and you had to sort of develop yeah and there was a whole list if you know because right. it was based around three Cowboys three mobsters three yeah. I'm trying to think what the other ones three car salesmen and they had loads like that and it was just trying to come up with gags for every single one and see which mm. one they liked the best and right, right, right. which one fitted best okay um, and is that common for most of the projects you're getting uh, it was kind of a mix. I think they hope. I think part of the reason that they've come to Bird Box is because they're hoping that there'll be some comedy added to it. Right. Okay. So they'll have a basic script and then say, well, you know, what if you have anything else to add to it? You know, mm. see what you can add to it. Yeah. Um, so most of them, 
trying to there's a there's a few that have just been straight you know straight to the work do the animation but most right. of them they've kind of hoped that there could be some more added to it and 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 so as bird box you're how many people in this studio so i've got me and then my producer myth and then basically you know whoever we need for a job that's on a freelance basis yeah and how do you find uh and how do you find clients or how do they find you at the moment i haven't had to Really? Do anything, which they is just, they've, they've approached you. You put the work out there, and they come to you. So yeah, um, this year probably a showreel, but um, okay. so far it's just all it's all That's great. Come because of the short. So it just shows that it obviously works. Yeah, getting yeah, them yeah. out on YouTube, and yeah, I think yeah. there's obviously enough creatives sure. uh, in agencies. You know, <coughs> you see them. And so it's agencies that come to you generally. You don't work directly with a client. Yeah, so it's normally an agency yeah. will come and say, you know, we're looking for something. You know, there's something in this style and we've seen this on YouTube. And then you pitch on it. And yeah, and then pitch. And, okay. Um, so yeah, in that way YouTube works pretty well. And it's, um, your, your presence is mainly on YouTube uh, with like uh, your subscription. And do you, I mean, it's obviously important for you to get hits and stuff, but do you explore other social media networks? Like, um, You're on Twitter as well, right? Yeah. But no, I don't think I'm as active as... And what about Facebook and things like that? So there is a Facebook, there's, you know, there's a Facebook site as well. So I right. do put stuff up there, and there are some kind of how tos, and mm. I put some on the Facebook site. There are some making offs and stuff. Oh, oh really? Wow. Oh, wow. So things like the Wallabies one. There's you need to join like a few making offs there. And, oh, yeah. uh, I need to join. And I put some analytics up as well. I think on Facebook. Oh really? I don't know whether that's the best place to try and kind of get people, but but obviously I didn't want to put the you know, animatics and stuff on YouTube because they're. I just retain that for the right, yeah. right. Okay. Um, and um, is I mean um, do you get a lot of what's your kind of biggest following like on on the social media network is it YouTube subscription it's, it's probably YouTube yeah yeah. I mean I don't really keep that much track of, of which ones are doing well like obviously I check in on them and, mm. uh, but, but it's you, mostly yeah, it's but mostly, it's in the millions uh, the, the, the views on a lot of the videos isn't it yeah, but it still it still kind of shows that because um, I think if you, if you're a um, if you're a channel on YouTube, if you're producing videos, you're, you're a creator, then you you, know, you have subscribers, and there's a certain kind of percentage of I'm trying to think what it is now. Um, there's a kind of a percentage of subscribers who always check your channel to try and right, see okay. what's going right. you know, what's going to be up, but because I only release you know, the, the shorts only come out twice a year or something. I don't really have any of that power, so oh, okay. subscribers don't check. You know, no one goes back to see what's up next. And right, okay. You really kind of need to be producing you know, one every couple of weeks really? for you to kind of keep your subscribers. And, you know, when you send out a video, I think there's 150,000 or something, but mm. they don't, you know, they wouldn't really normally check. And it, it made it really clear at Christmas when I released this film really late, uh, a couple of days before Christmas, mm. far too late, and it didn't go didn't really go anywhere. Right. So then it, it kind of showed that all oh, right, it does rely on. I can't rely on my subscribers. I do need it to be yeah. seen by people. I needed people to show it around. And mm. but I mean, you say it didn't do that well. It was like I suppose compared to your other amount of hits, well, maybe, still yeah. got, maybe it still got it still got like a hundred thousand views or something like. Yeah, maybe I'm just hoping for more now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I was hoping that we, obviously I was hoping we'd do better than that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you don't think that um, internet views are purely a sort of meritocracy? It's it's a little bit 
you've got to be a little bit strategic about it you've got to be a little bit I think you've, you still need to know the right time to release it and stuff yeah uh, and you're and working at YouTube did you kind of figure out when those yeah I seem to have missed that I seem oh, really? to have missed that like oh what you know what's the key date to do it okay and, and, I, and with the other ones I haven't really had to to try and get that right okay because they've just kind of taken off anyway right? yeah um, but this recent one I think was one that I probably should have reworked really at to get you know yeah. release it at the right time mm. think about your audience push it at the right times and I didn't do any of that and it kind of showed I think so so you so you have no idea what is a good day to release a, no, I don't know. a, a YouTube video. No, yeah, Everybody's got a different theory about this. Yeah, I've, I've talked to people. It's like it's like Friday afternoon. People are yeah, bored. Yeah, I've at heard work. that. Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, yeah, Sunday. You know, like people are doing nothing and they're sat at home. And then some people are like, you know, Tuesday because it's like the second day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've, they've like, had their meetings Monday. Tuesday's yeah. <laughs> like relaxing. But, uh, it's basically just like make something really funny. Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think that's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like if it's good enough, it's going to get shared and it's going to get. Viewed. I think it has to be a weekday because I think you are mostly browsing like at work. Yeah, that's yeah. when you're mostly. You know, the weekends. I don't think people are really sitting at the computer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it's good enough, you'd hope that it gets picked but, up by all the right blogs and all the right. Is there is there sites that you um, you go okay when I make this I'm going to put I'm going to put up on this and contact this person and. There's only a few that I'd really try and put it up on. Uh, only, only one really, actually. I'd try and put it on Beta. Beta. Which is quite a good site. And I've never heard of it. I quite like it. Oh, so it's B3TA and it's kind of lots oh, of internet. Yeah. There's lots of really funny stuff and like really clever, uh, you know, it's got all the memes and stuff like that. Right. Okay. But lots of really clever people uh, who are probably know what they're talking about. So you sure. feel slightly. Um, Nervous, like you know, mm. chatting on it because you feel right. you might get put down. At oh, so do you actually like have a bit of a presence on it? it was slightly, only, only enough that I think people slightly know that I've because you kind of say, Oh, this is one of mine, I'm putting up, and oh, people okay. say, Oh, yeah, recognize you, and okay, you're putting up one of these. Do you ever get any sort of negative reactions to your film online? Uh, do you get people slagging it off? Not that I, I ignore them, yeah, I just right. Skip over those, right? Okay, because um, because um, YouTube is. A jungle, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. As opposed to Vimeo, which is I a bit of a safe I've, place, isn't it? I've, I've, no, I don't know. If I've I ever don't think I've ever seen anybody say anything bad about yours. I mean, they're quite. But everyone's in Vimeo. Quite so it's proper creative, isn't it? Everyone's really yeah. supportive, and they really mm. kind of. Which can be a bad thing, too. Yeah. You know, I think people like, just won't comment. They they they're just out to promote themselves. They're not really there for constructive criticism. I think sometimes. it's just because, like, if most people who have a Vimeo account will have their work up there as well. They join to publicise their work. And I think if you go on Vimeo and go, oh, you know, I think that sucks and, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Someone will go, yeah, well, what have you done? And they yeah. go and have a look at your work. And it's sort of like, yeah. I don't think so people... So you kind of have to be nice. Yeah, where it's like, how many accounts... I mean, even if someone leaves a bad comment and they've got videos up on their site, it's probably just a repost of another film or them like filming their dog or it's nothing personal so you can yeah. go oh that's rubbish and they'd be like yeah I know it's rubbish I don't care it's like I have to say like we, we, we put out a film last year and uh, it went up on Vimeo and everyone was like yeah I love it so much and it was like big ego boost and that was great um, and then I was kind of like but I mean it's not a perfect film like you know there are problems with it and I want to see if everybody else noticed that and then I went on Reddit and it turned out everybody really did <laughs> but you know it was it was good it was, was it on Reddit everyone really did like it no everybody noticed all the, the holes in it and, oh, they, and they, were, they, they felt free to talk about that 
um, and uh, and it was quite like refreshing to you know like I mean it was it was nice to get all the positive stuff first, <laughs> yeah. but it was like yeah you know that that the didn't next work. Site that was Sam good. visited after Reddit was back to Vimeo again to read all the nice comments yeah exactly <laughs> so have you managed to monetize YouTube uh, with the films that much I mean you you have to get so many views to make it worthwhile and it's only yeah. just becoming worthwhile now okay so. Uh, and that's only because I think when the car park I mean Wildebeest is still getting more than any others mm. uh, but that was only because I think the last few months have been getting like oh, October and November were like you know four million hits across them all okay and how many uh, how much money do you get per so you get about sort of three and a half grand for that you three and a half grand for for four million hits okay that's not bad Okay. Which is not bad, but then you kind of it starts. You start to think, okay, that, that could make it worthwhile, you know, to, yeah. to fund these to make more of them. But then you do think, right, well, I do need to get four million hits a month, and how which does is that... actually quite a, you know, it's quite a lot, and uh, you know, so it does kind of pile the pressure on that they can't just be, you know, fun animations that I think are fun, you know, if if it needs to, if it is going to work as a on its own on YouTube, then you know they need to go million up every time. But it's so like it's it's roughly about eight hundred pounds to a thousand pounds per million views. Uh, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, it's about like zero point zero zero one dollars right. or something per okay. click. Um, and but then it's kind of um, I mean to get four million views across videos a month is like incredible. But it, it's 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 kind of like it's quite. I mean, it's a, a there's only a handful of people doing that, in my opinion. But um, in in animation, but it's kind of nice to hear. Um, uh, it's, it must be refreshing to hear for indie animators to think that like because that's an investment. That's never they're never not gonna get hit. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna keep staying. There. Yeah, even if so you, you just think that obviously the more films you make, it's only gonna get slightly better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as the films kind of retain their, mm. you know, are just as good. But, but there's but since we since you started doing it, there's other kind of ways of generating money for content now like Kickstarter and things like that have you yeah. ever thought about doing that to produce a series of shorts or yeah but I'm, I'm wary of Kickstarter because I just know how much uh, I know it's not as easy as, as just making films and things mm. like that I know there's a lot of work behind it to get a campaign started to yeah. all the work around it and I know you don't get all the money that you'd, you'd, you'd ask for obviously and a lot of it gets cut out along the way mm. and, uh, I just know that it's, it's a big deal so it's something I'm I'm considering and I've kind of mm. spoken to people about it who've been kind of advising on it but um, I'm still a bit wary because I know it's, you know, it's not just something I can do on the side that's mm. going to be a full on mm. project to get that working and uh, so the way you make money is basically through the advertising work that you do yeah so it's the, 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 the shorts are just something to, to get people interested you know, right. that's, that's the show really okay. and, and uh, that seems to me to be like quite a good business model in a way just because you uh, as long as you're not putting too much pressure on the films having to make money, um, you can carry on doing stuff that you just w- want to do, and there's no kind of expectations or there's no um, pressure on it. You were saying that, you know, um, yeah, one, one, if, if you start relying on that stuff, then it, it starts changing maybe the type of stuff that you do or like how yeah, often you're releasing it and stuff. I think you probably find it quite hard with the pressure. Yeah. Of having to get a certain amount and having to think about 
what do people like? You know, do people like do people like cats? And, okay, let's do one about cats. Let's do yeah. one about dogs. You start. I, I don't know why you start analysing it too much. And, yeah. Because you know you have to get a certain amount of views in. Um, and it's hard. It's hard not to think like that because yeah. it's looking like it could be you know its own little business model and it could work. Mm. Mm. Um, but the thing I don't like about uh, about that as well, the thing that like um, draws me away from doing something like that is. Uh, I just, I hate that there's been times where I release things, I put them online, and then you spend all your time looking at stats, and yeah. I just hate being that person who's looking <laughs> yeah. at stats, it's so stupid, it's like, yeah. but you can, but it's so addictive as well. Like, yeah, you can't know, really help it, can you? Yeah. Just kind of looking, yeah, and it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything. No. You don't really get anything out of it. Well, it means something if you get like three and a half grand out of like <laughs> probably views, I guess. I think, yeah, it's, but, um, I think it seems to be, a shameful thing to do but actually I think it's so valuable to understand because you will get a sense of trends and yeah. and you know like oh at Easter this video kind of picked up or whatever and well, it definitely like, shows what's popular and I, I, I bet at Christmas like your hedgehogs thing probably got yeah yeah so that did, yeah, that did well at Christmas and it's I think it's I think it's good to understand that that kind of thing I, but I, don't, think think I don't think there's anything yeah there's nothing wrong with like appealing to, to mm. everyone Mm. And you know, if everyone likes something, that's because it appeals to a lot of people. And I don't think there's anything. There's nothing really that bad with that. And I remember feeling there's a few festivals I've been to where I'm quite frustrated. Animation festivals where they just people are kind of animating for other animators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of feel like, well, uh, and like YouTube's the opposite of that because you're you have to appeal across. It has the board. to be everyone. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think know, that's another kids to, to parents to to mum you know, to aunties and. Uh, it does make you, and I'm almost worried now that the longer like, I'm back in the industry, the more I'm kind of getting more ingrained back in animation mm. again, and I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting. I'm thinking more about processes and, and you know, cool lighting and stuff, mm. uh, yeah. and you know, nice fluid hair movement and stuff, and I'm, I'm forgetting the, the point of it. Mm. I think that's another difference between uh, Vimeo and, and YouTube is your YouTube is a bit more populist. It's a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's for everybody. Mm, yeah. uh, and Vimeo is kind of and, and Vimeo stuff can you know can can be watched by access by anybody for free, right? The Vimeo people will notice the lighting. They will say that yeah. is yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the flare you've got on that is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Art direction is lovely. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely guilty of those kind of comments. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, there's, well, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah, type people. of thing, it's different yeah. from what you do. I mean, I think all that stuff is valuable, and that is, you know, you know, the craft of animation and stuff is, um, you know, the, the lighting and the hair and all that kind of stuff is, is interesting to, to delve into, but at a certain point it becomes a little bit self-indulgent, I guess. You know, I think it, it can do. Obviously, there's a the right mix of it, where yeah, you yeah. can make a beautiful film sure. that is, you know, a, a great film in its own right, but then... Yeah. Sometimes you, you see something you just think, oh, you spent so much time making it, working on the animation, you've forgotten that you're supposed to be entertaining someone. Yeah, yeah. right. There was another question I want to ask you about your uh, uh, advertising business, and that is uh, uh, how you're based in Soho, we're sat in your studio here, which is really nice, and it's like right, um, right off of Oxford Street. I was wondering how important you think it is to be based here. You've been here for a while, uh, right? Yeah, only, I don't know actually, I don't know if there's any, I, I, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Um, it's quite, it is quite nice here because obviously if there's the sound studios that I've used have been down the road in Soho and, yeah. um, and it also means that 
yeah, this isn't actually useful for anyone listening, but because I'm moving house, mm. this is central London, so it doesn't actually make a difference that, sure. oh, I'm moving to the other side of London, it's still fine for me. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we thought about, you know, location, um, where we were going to base our studio mm. quite a bit. Tim lives in West and I live in Southeast and uh, various other people, there's seven people who are in there mm. and they all live in different places and we ended up in East because it was a bit cheap but you pay a bit more for premium to be yeah. around here. Um, but you, you've only been here. I don't think you need right? to be here though. I don't think it's... I think it depends what you do. I mean, I think if you're doing something where you're meeting with people every single day and you've got clients coming in and out, if you're providing more of a kind of service like VFX companies yeah yeah I've definitely seen the benefit of being in studios and people having nice offices in a nice location and it's you know it's close to agencies and when you go in it's kind of like oh this is you know nice kind of thing but uh, uh, I mean do you invite a lot of clients up here or yeah, well, I mean, if they yeah, if they're nearby, then yeah, you know, in that case, it is all right because it's it's normally people can normally pop in and say hello. Um, I don't actually think it makes a lot of difference. I think okay. as long as it's, I think I'm more worried about the people that I'm hoping will work here, as long as people right. don't mind going to work wherever you're based. I think you're right, okay. Right, right. Okay. Okay. But that's I, I don't know. I don't know what that's founded on. That's just my opinion. Because mm. um, I don't think clients are particularly. I think they probably happily meet you wherever anyway yeah yeah so I, I don't think it makes much difference I, d- I just happened to have ended up there you know this, this space became available and uh, you know I kind of desperately needed somewhere pretty quick when was that that you moved here yes that was what, four years ago four years ago yeah, yeah. Okay. so it was pretty much when I started and there was a big job straight away desperately needed you know somewhere straight away that wasn't Cafe Nero <laughs> um, it was great for like a couple of months but yeah I couldn't take clients there right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, so I've just kind of stuck here. So you know, I'd like to think I, I I might move on, but I will be based in Malibone, so I'm going to be trying to look for somewhere that's not too okay, far. Okay, that's where you're moving house. That'll be, that'll be, that's where I'll be kind of getting the training to. Uh, okay. So that's my only kind of thing that I'm looking for. And um, I was going to ask about it. Kind of goes back to producing your shorts. Sorry, I'm just actually I'm I'm just uh, interrupting you there. You're you're where you're based though. It feels really creative. The whole area feels really right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're the based in London here, Fields. Is it does feel a bit kind of? It's not. It doesn't feel quite creative because there's something going on that's not related to. I, I don't think know. It's lacking a bit. It's lacking a bit of, of that. You can get. I think you get sick of any area. Like you know, yeah, East London's got its downsides, and you can yeah. be cynical about that, and you can be cynical about Soho. Soho seems to me to have this kind of air of like establishment about it which is quite nice it feels like it's got history in a way and there's the theatre yeah. stuff and there's yeah. the um, uh, there's the, all the old kind of like you know film companies and stuff that have been here for ages and it is quite I don't know it's, there's, there's something about it which feels like a bit bigger and older than you which I quite like um, but then I quite like you know, London Fields has got a really nice kind of relaxed kind of vibe and everyone everyone seems to be out to kind of do something creative. We've got a studio it. going in London Fields. Yeah, yeah. The place we're in kind of feels. Well, even when you're walking in it, it feels like an art school or something like that. But um, mm. I don't. I'm kind of a little. I, I think it. I think you you'll be judged on that by people who have who are big clients. I honestly, yeah, true, yeah, I'm not sure I'd feel that comfortable inviting people to the to this. I mean, like I. I feel comfortable inviting people to the place where we are, but I think they would probably judge us. Like, if you, you couldn't bring, like, Virgin 
yeah. over to like our little no, room or no, whatever. No, no, and no. I think, um, yeah, I think you, you do have, have to have an air of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, although it's a nice environment to yeah. be in creatively, if you kind of want to make money. But then I think like what you're doing kind of proves that you don't need that because you've kind of gone through a really different route of generating interest in your work. It, you don't, not that your office isn't nice, but it, you don't need the big kind of like wooden desks everywhere and like cappuccino machines and pool tables and all that kind of stuff. Like uh, yeah. it's, it you know, you've, you sell your, you've sold your work already. Like, you know, I'd love like, to have a studio with a pool table. Oh, not to play pool, just to have the space yeah, to have a pool table. Yeah, it's a blue pool table, I can't even speak, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> we, we got a pool table at yeah. Mr. Street, come over and use it. It's yeah, a black one, yeah. And, a, and an espresso machine. It never gets used, everyone's always working. And an arcade machine as well. Yeah. Just people just put drinks on it or something. No, yeah. I mean, after work, like, I think we yeah, were probably yeah. the only When you wait for feedback from clients and stuff like yeah. that, quite often you yeah. sat around. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of have started to see the benefit of of presenting yourself like that, um, you know, like a yeah. So I'm not. I, th- I think you do. Yeah. There's there's definitely you need a certain air of uh, you have to give people confidence. I think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, people and are making a leap of faith when they when they take you on as uh, you know. A, yeah. A, a, a client takes you on. Because I mean, if you can, your online presence is so. Um, you know, some clients will just have no idea who that is, mm. so they'll they'll see you online and. and you know, you could have an amazing website and it's hard to tell what's underneath it. So yeah, mm. sometimes when I come in, I think they're trying to get an idea of what you actually are and what you can achieve. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, so I suppose in that way, it does really help to have, but I, w- I wouldn't think that's more location. I think that's more just, you know, yeah. walking in and thinking, yeah, you've got 50 desks and 40 people working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a pool table. <laughs> yeah. That's blue. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna, um, I was going to talk about um, the way you kind of, you know, as you were kind of building the YouTube presence. Um, I noticed that like a few of your early films had a production company behind them, like they'd almost been commissioned by BBC or Rough yes, Cut. Yes, it was Rough Cut who uh, they kind of, com- I'm trying to work out how that worked. They, yeah, so they commissioned, so it was um, one of the producers at Rough Cut who was running, a guy called John Petrie, who was running the comedy night. Mm. So I'd kind of sent a few to him, and he was like, "Okay, well, let's, why don't I?" Uh, you know, he really liked them, and he said, "Let's let's make a few for BBC because he had the connections, or they were mm. looking for them." So some of the early ones were kind of bought up by the BBC. Mm. Um, and was that is that were they, was that kind of a good deal? Were they? It kind of it, made more sense for me to. I was paid a, a little bit for them, but it right, kind yeah. of made more sense actually to. Even at the time, I wasn't making any money on them. Mm. Uh, I'd rather just retain them as my own because as soon yeah. as you've sold them, obviously, like someone like Rough Cut, who's you know they bought it for the BBC. I can't. You're not supposed to put this on YouTube, yeah. which is why some of mine are on YouTube are under my name because you know I don't really have the rights to them, so I can't mm. really show them. Uh, so it just made more sense, you know. After a while, you know, I think I'm going to keep these. It's not worth the yeah, yeah. that I was getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great I mean, I'm grateful for John actually kind of mm. was really encouraging at the beginning and, you know, saying, they, they were kind of is it set up by Asher Talat yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he's, he, he produced The Office um, they've, yeah they've got good people in there haven't they yeah I think they've got some yeah they've got some good shows coming up as well and 
Let's talk to you know, meet with them and he's he's one of these people that I can send stuff to and like, oh, cool. give like a nice a nice opinion. Mm. Yeah, should we wrap it up? Might be a good point to start uh, to start to, to finish it. Uh, Beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, well, thanks yeah, 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 it was chatting. Real pleasure talking yeah. to you around. See you around guys. Cheers. <laughs> Bye. Bye.